Welcome to the Open Data Institute podcast, where we share inspiring stories about data use and its impacts. I'm Rachel Wilson. Today's episode is all about digital twins, which are, as one definition goes, realistic digital representations of assets, processes or systems in the built or natural environment. There's a whole range of systems we could call digital twins, from a simple 2D model of a network all the way up to real-time sensors in buildings using complex prediction models. We at the ODI have been researching digital twins and how they can connect and interact. The ODI sits on a body called the Digital Framework Task Group, which was set up by the Centre for Digital Built Britain. The DFTG, as the task group is known, has been given the goal of developing a national digital twin by the year 2050. Now, this national digital twin isn't a big central brain of the country. Rather, think of it as a decentralised ecosystem of digital twins that are connected and share data across different sectors. For instance, if you wanted to see how transport in an area affects local electricity usage, the national digital twin could help you. The DFTG recently published a collection of nine principles, known as the Gemini principles, that are intended to guide the development of this national digital twin. So it includes principles like public good, openness and federation. To learn more, we sent our ODI colleague Finton out to talk to Mark Enzer, who is the chair of the DFTG. So yeah, first uh, question off the top is, uh, what are digital twins and why do we need them? Um, I think a, a nice way into describing digital twins is to say that they're a realistic digital representation of something physical. Uh, and, and that's obviously a very basic definition. But in the context of the built environment, I think what that means is it's a realistic digital representation of assets and processes and systems within the built environment. Uh, so it's not just meant to be focused on individual assets, but bigger things. Uh, and I think what makes a digital twin a twin rather than just any other model is this two-way connection between the physical world and the digital world. So you have data coming from the physical world into the digital twin that can help make sense of that, uh, help generate insights to enable better decisions. And then those decisions drive better interventions. And the interventions uh, are on the physical world and make a difference. And so, so that's, that's really the core of it. It's a, it's a two-way connection between digital and, and physical. And um, I don't want to, you to pick favourites or anything like that, but... What are some good examples or good illustrative examples of digital twins out there today in the UK? So I guess the best examples that we see um, are not actually in infrastructure. And this is where there are established examples of, of digital twins. And probably at the top of that pile are digital twins related to Formula One cars. Uh, and people may well be familiar with that, uh, uh, which basically take data from the car as it's going around the track uh, helping to facilitate better decisions uh, to drive winning races. Uh, and so so some of the uh, best examples are not in infrastructure. Um, however, within infrastructure, there are emerging all sorts of, uh, of very good examples. And so you could uh, take as one of them uh, in a nuclear power plant, uh, working out how best to move around reactor rods uh, or um, contaminated you know, radioactive waste. Uh, which you'd want to make sure that you can you can do it safely before putting people in. Uh, and so that, that kind of thing uh, enables us to do what-if scenarios and planning uh, in the digital world to enable these better decisions back in the physical. During our user research, we found that 
there is a kind of core group of people who seem to understand or have a clear idea of what digital twins are. And then beyond that, there seems to be a lot of maybe noise or misconceptions. And um, how, why do you think that is? Uh, I think it's kind of inevitable at the beginning of something where we haven't all settled on a, uh, a single definition. Uh, and I think that to a certain extent, we have some people kind of competing on the definitions. You know, some saying my definition is better than yours. Uh, and where, where we've got to get to, I think, nationally is, is having a shared definition that we're, we're happy with. Uh, I think it's kind of inevitable that we'll go through a, a little bit of a period of turmoil before um, a definition that we're all happy with will emerge. Um, but I think it's really healthy to have the debate uh, so, so that you know, we collectively agree what we mean by digital twin. But you can also imagine having a digital twin at a network level, uh, and that could drive better decisions relating to resilience around that network uh, and trade-offs that have to be made in it. Uh, or alternatively, you could imagine a digital twin at a, a whole system or sector level uh, that might be used for forward planning and what-if scenarios. So really, I think we can see the concept of digital twins applying at different levels, at different timescales. But at the core of it, the idea is the same. And that is that you take data from the physical world, do something useful with it to drive decisions, which um, uh, mean you make better interventions back in the physical. And um, we know from our research that there's, there's talk, at least there's ideas of trying to start to connect up or at least think about connecting up these digital twins and just wondering how exactly would that happen or what do you what what do you think that will look like yes i, th I think that really goes to the uh, kind of the, the the central tenet of the national digital twin which we're defining as this ecosystem of connected twins uh, and if we can see the value of individual digital twins which we just talked about you know, helping make better operational maintenance investment planning decisions uh, that that shows us uh, how we can derive value from individual twins. Uh, but where we are moving beyond that and talking about connecting twins uh, is really down to data sharing uh, because the connection between twins will be about sharing data from one to the other. Uh, and where that becomes important is where there's relevant data uh, from one organisation or one sector in the decisions of another so, for example, if you have a connection between the energy sector and the water sector, that, that starts to point towards where it makes sense to share um, uh, potentially live data across those kind of organisational boundaries. Uh, and where we think this is likely to be most important is where all of these sectors come together, uh, and, and that's principally in the context of a city. So inner city is where um, all of these infrastructure sectors meet, uh, and it clearly has to make sense. Uh, that there is data shared between those sector twins uh, that can then facilitate cross-sector decisions uh, for the benefit of the people in the city. Just on the data itself, so that's being shared, so there's kind of layers of abstraction as, of information as you go up. So you have raw sensor data, you have maybe mo models that are built, you might have visualizations or whatever. And do you see the majority or initial sharing of data to just be the kind of low-level sensor data, or is there things further up the chain, chain of extra abstraction that might be shared? Yes, it, it could be all of those. What we think, though, is it should be driven by purpose. Uh, and this is one of the, the key principles within the, the Gemini principles, that rather than just building twins because we can or because it's fun, that it, it should be um, because there's a purpose driving it. 
Uh, and so I think um, that data that would be shared uh, would really depend on the purpose to which, it, which it's put. Uh, but we, we, we would definitely anticipate that different layers of data at different levels of abstraction, as, as per your question, uh, would uh, be relevant for certain purposes. Uh, and it wouldn't just be asset data. You know, so, for example, uh, geospatial data is, is going to be very important in this because everything happens somewhere. Uh, but also you can imagine that weather data is going to be something that's going to be important across many different twins. And so it's not just the asset data and it's not just the sensor data from those assets uh, or the performance data from those assets. You can imagine lots of different data sets coming to bear uh, in a single digital twin. Do you think it's possible to have a digital twin of humans? Does that uh, a slightly scary idea or is it uh, something you could imagine that would be part of the national digital twin, a digital twin of all the public? So that's certainly not any part of our scope, what we're looking at, uh, digital twins uh, relating to assets, processes and, and systems within the built environment. Uh, I think theoretically it is entirely possible to come up with a digital twin of a person, um, but uh, I think that you then end up moving into uh, some uh, much more complicated ethical issues uh, that are not part of the national digital twin. Uh, and certainly what we're not trying to do is model individual behaviour. Mm. Because I mean, a large part of what we're trying to do with it, the national digital twin, and it's built right into the Gemini principles, is it's got to be trustworthy. And if people think that there's a, a kind of a digital version of them walking around with a kind of a predictive model of what their behaviour is, that's, that's not going to be trusted. So I think, I think we've got to be pretty clear that um, you, you, we're not going there. That's not what this is about. You talked there of the national digital twin, and I guess you've uh, defined it somewhat, but like, and what you hope to achieve with it, but where, why was it felt there was a need to create, uh, to define this national digital twin thing as opposed to just kind of um, let things, let the buildup of digital twins just happen by itself? Yes, it's a great question. Um, because I, th I think that uh, we can see that there is real potential value in having this data sharing between twins. Uh, and that facilitates um, different and better decisions uh, at system uh, and, and sector level. Uh, and what we could have done is just encourage people to develop their own individual twins. But then what we would likely to have a number of years down the line, is people saying, if only we had thought earlier, uh, we would have done something to enable these twins to connect. So, so I think that what we're doing here, really, is starting with the end in mind, um, because it would be much more difficult at a later stage to backtrack and build in the kind of consistency of data we would need to have connections between twins. So rather than just encourage people to develop their own digital twins in their own way, you know, with their own formats, uh, which potentially couldn't talk to each other, we feel that it's good to start with that end in mind and facilitate the connection between twins early on, uh, which will then make our lives much easier uh, later down the line when we want to connect them. You mentioned the kind of long-term vision for the National Digital Twin, and I believe the, the timescale you're thinking of is like 30 years, 20, 30 years. And uh, yeah, so I guess we're just wondering... Why such a long time scale or why not one of five, why not ten? Is it just 
is it that you're dealing is it that you're dealing with the built environment that things would move say much slower i guess uh, than we could compare to the software world for example yes so i think that when we're looking at the overall time scale for this program that's just recognizing that the built environment is a big thing uh, and we haven't fin- finished building it yet uh, and so it might take um, many decades uh, and a, a number of generations to build out the idea of a digital twin or a national digital twin across the whole of the built environment. Uh, however, uh, what we would see is that um, there needs to be value released to show that we're on the right journey well before that. So I think that what we're, what we're looking to, uh, to drive here uh, is an identifiable release of value within a couple of years, uh, which then will encourage us on the rest of the journey to build out the national digital twin across the rest of the built environment. You mentioned it earlier of the, the Gemini principles, as they're called, and uh, just wondering, could you tell us about them? Why even make principles? What do they address? And what are these Gemini principles for? Yes, so the Gemini principles um, are um, values-based principles that will guide us on the journey. Uh, the idea of addressing those right up front before we've even really started on the, uh, the technical, issue of how, te- technical issues about how you share data uh, is that we feel that this whole journey needs to be values-based uh, because technology on its own is kind of amoral. It can use it for good or for ill, Uh, But what has kicked us off on this journey uh, is the National Infrastructure Commission's report, Data for the Public Good. Uh, And so uh, right from the beginning, we're intending that this will turn out for public good. In other words, the national digital twin has to be a good twin. It needs to be informed by by values um, that we all um, ascribe to. So so very early on in the journey, we wanted to uh, engage with the industry on what values we think should guide us on that journey. Uh, and what we've come up with as a, uh, as a kind of a discussion document uh, are, are these Gemini principles, which effectively become the, the conscience of the National Digital Twin. Uh, and what that's trying to do um, is um, give us something that we can carry with us through the journey uh, to keep checking against to make sure that we're, um, we're you know, still doing it in the way that we started out to. Because we, we have a feeling that uh, technology will change rapidly, um, but values shouldn't change that rapidly. You know, they're, they're something which is likely to be more longer lasting. Uh, and if we have a values-based national digital twin, uh, it's much more likely to turn out well. So I noticed that uh, one of the Gemini principles is federation. And uh, can you speak to the, like, the thinking behind that? What is maybe the the worry with like centralization or whatever? Um, why uh, emphasize the federation of this national digital twin? Yes, there's quite a strong perception that uh, a centralized solution wouldn't work um, because I think what we're looking a perception to, from whom? Sorry, um, a perception from um, the the industry um, and pretty much anyone we talked about didn't like the idea of one massive. A monolithic model uh, with some kind of heavy-handed top-down control that 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 just uh, doesn't suit our national character um, but the idea of something that's federated where there's um, control at a lower level uh, at the at the level 
where it uh, where it makes sense but having some kind of coordination so that um, an ecosystem can be built there can be connections uh, that that feels much more doable uh, but also um, much more in line with uh, with the way that the industry actually works uh, so um, centralized top-down authoritarian authoritarian control uh, bears very little prospect of working whereas uh, bottom-up experience-driven kind of learning by uh, by doing and progressing by sharing um, a kind of a more organic way of growing a national digital twin connecting things together uh, that uh, just has the feel of something that is 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 more likely to succeed but i guess bottom up but you're also are you also slightly worried about uh, too bottom up or certain uh it becoming just this wild unfettered garden or yet yeah, certain players just becoming monopolies say so, so yes you're exactly right i think there is um a danger uh, kind of at the other end of the uh the the spectrum uh kind of an, another extreme um of just having complete chaos where everyone does their own thing uh, and there's no kind of coordination uh, and I, I think that that more darwinian solution um is is likely to take longer to get to the right answer um, because it's not necessarily um, the kind of the, the the biggest or the loudest that that are going to be the best. So I I think that um, if we describe these kind of two ends of a of a spectrum which which we think don't work, the top down authoritarian approach, which is to have some experts come up with a perfect answer, impose it on the industry, you know, it's not going to work because the experts aren't going to come up with the right answer in the first place, they'll take too long, and the industry won't take it if, if they tr- try to impose it. So, so that's one end of the extreme. The other end of the extreme, where it's kind of fully Darwinian uh, and unguided evolution, it could potentially take too long, uh, and the answer that ends up dominating might not be the right answer. However, in both of those extremes, there's something which is good. And I think in the uh, in the kind of the top down extreme, um, having experts who know what they're talking about, uh, who can come together uh, and and help see the big picture of what might be best for the for the nation, that there's something good in there. Likewise, there's something very good in the bottom up Darwinian approach of learning by doing. This this whole thing about you know a practitioner based um, approach to to growing standards from experience. So looking at the Gemini principles, there's Two in particular, and maybe it might be seen as there's a certain uh, tension possibly between them, between public good and value creation. And I wonder, do you have any thoughts on the balance between those principles, particularly as it kind of plays out between commercial organizations who have their own idea of value creation versus public bodies with, within the National Digital Twin who obviously have their um, idea of public good? Yeah, I really like that question because I think what you pointed to is, is something which um, we intentionally built into the Gemini principles. Uh, and so we, we recognise that within there, there's potential tension. Uh, and you've pointed to an important one between value creation and, and public good. Uh, there's another one potentially between security and, and openness. Uh, and so what we've tried to do in the Gemini principles uh, is indicate uh, what's important for us for the National Digital Twin. We're not trying to say where the balance point should sit, um, but where there is a tension, what we think is very healthy is to engage some kind of dialogue, some kind of public debate about where that that balance point should sit and and where we want it to sit. 
Uh, and so I think when it comes to a value creation and public good, uh, you know, we can say we want both. We definitely want public good. That's what this is, this is all about. That's what the original National Infrastructure Commission report was about. Uh, but we also want it to create value. Uh, and creating value for companies is a, is a good thing. You know, a, a certain level of profit is, is very healthy. Um, so we're not trying to say what the balance point is, but when it comes to something like value creation, you can kind of see that um, creating a whole new market where there can be you know, new players working in creating digital twins, helping to facilitate data sharing between twins, you know, putting in place uh, all sorts of... Uh, methodologies for uh, for not not just sharing data but um, managing reference data etc you know there's a there's a lot of of work to be done in there uh, which is uh, is value creating uh, and what we would hope is that it can be an, an an open market with low barrier to entry with many players uh, probably what wouldn't be value creating is just having a very small number of dominant players uh, and so uh, I think it's really the uh, the debate uh, around the industry as to what balance point we want uh, is part of building that tension into the principles. So say we were uh, 30 years hence and in the future and uh, National Digital Twins gone just uh, fantastically well. Um, what would this look like? I mean, what services, products, uh, decisions would be enabled because of that? Or um, what benefits to society, maybe, on a higher level, do you think would come from it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it really is all about that. It's all about the benefits to society. The, the National Digital Twin Programme being successful would be society benefiting from it uh, and, and us enabling decisions that facilitate human flourishing and, and outcomes that, that, that are what we want in terms of economic, social, environmental outcomes. I mean, that, that's the point of doing this. Uh, so it, it's really not about just doing some kind of geeky playing around with, with data. Uh, so I, I, I think um, a successful national digital twin program would be uh, enabling more human flourishing within the, uh, within the built environment. Okay, so that's that's the good future in thirty years' time. What would the um, what would the bad future look like, or what would it, uh, that it's not gone well? Uh, so I, I think there's probably a spectrum of, of bad futures, <laughs> and there's probably more ways of it going wrong than there are of it going right. And that's why that's why we need to put the energy in to make it go right. But uh, I, I guess at, at one end of it, if we just haven't grasped the value of data and information at all, and all we're doing is just playing around. Uh, trying to make some kind of sense of, of physical infrastructure but not having the tools to do it, th that would feel like a very bad future. Um, I think that if we do grasp how valuable information is within the built environment and what kind of value we can release for uh, the, the citizens of the UK, um, then we could kind of get halfway to the national digital twin, which wouldn't be good enough. And that halfway would be where everyone's gone off and developed their own individual digital twins and they're getting some value out of the individual digital twins, but we haven't cracked the ability to share data between them. Uh, and I think that, that that would be halfway. It might feel as if we've done some success because they would, there would be definitely value from the individual digital twins. But somehow we would have let ourselves down by not being able to have this interoperability, this integration that we're going for, uh, that is implicit in the national digital twin. 
well, I guess let's hope for the good future then. Let's go for the good future. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you very much, Mark Enzer, for doing this. My pleasure.